Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. Welcome back to another exciting episode of NDE World. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and this is my lovely co-host, Miss Daphne Lynn. Hello, Daphne. Hello, Ashton. How are you today? I am doing well. It's good to have you here on this episode of our Coco Chat. So, uh, you ready to uh, maybe go ahead and play some uh, NDE, some really cool experiences and we can comment it and you know break it down for the listeners and things like that you... that sounds absolutely wonderful i'm looking forward to it i mean because i take away something from every experience that i listen to i mean it's just it's beautiful for it me is. i mean some people may think it's morbid or whatever but i really enjoy it it in i feel like it enlightens me and it does and i just i feel like i'm going when i listen to it so yeah and it's something that's uh affects all of us as humanity because yes. we're all going to have to go through the the death the door of death you know the transition it's, transition yeah you, you can't get away from it it's, oh it's god a group yeah effort thing. The, speaking of death i mean there is another book i want to get um it's uh nicole kerr it's you are deathless and uh, that oh i remember hearing about her i've seen a couple of her little clips and things like that on youtube I think. yes she's she's got some really good knowledge and yeah. her story is pretty Let's wild. You never you know. die, in other words. Exactly. exactly and once you understand yeah. that you never die, you always are, you always will be, you always exist. I mean, if you, you want have to, nothing to fear. take it to Scripture, you know, the Bible God is the God of the living. I mean, come on. Let, let's put all these pieces together, people, and get a, a, a broader perspective on everything. Get you thinking. Gain some more knowledge, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, roll our first clip. I've got my pen and paper here ready to uh, take some notes, and we'll get it get it rolling, and we can, we'll break down the elements that really stick out. And again, for those who do not know, uh, we do get these uh, recordings from the NDERF. That's N-D-E-R-F dot org site. And that is a, a site that was uh, created by Dr. Jeffrey Long, who has been studying the near-death experience phenomena for countless years. Uh, he, he way back with Dr. Moody and all of them. I want to say in the 70s. Yes, probably 50 years easy, you know. So, um, But anyway, they, this is actually scientific, actual real experiences and, uh, you know, from... From you know, from an actual site that is scientifically backed up for all you science nerds out there who like to go with the more of the scientific approach, we we get you, we get you. So, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and roll with the first clip. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful. Let's all do right. it. Let's do it, and we are rolling. I was being pulled with my back facing in the direction of the pull and my face facing the earth. I don't recall seeing the earth. 
It was a knowing that I was leaving it. It was not that I was in a tunnel. It was that a tunnel was created around me due to the incredible speed that I was traveling. I think about it when I see the white marks that a high-speed jet leaves across the sky. The jet created the marks. It is the same. There is no fear whatsoever in this experience, even though at this point, there was an unknowing of what was happening. It was at this time that I realized I had left my body, that I was dead. I didn't care that this had happened. I was peaceful, the traveling began to slow. And I had a sense that I was arriving somewhere. There were six spirits there, and I could clearly see them, wearing the clothes of their day on earth. Five were males. One was a female. I did not know any of them from this life. I knew instantaneously that they all loved me deeply, unconditionally, and knew me thoroughly. I think of them now as my greeting party who came out to meet me at a designated point. I had no thoughts regarding this at the time. I was peaceful, happy, and free. They engulfed me in unconditional love. Everything there is laid bare. There is no shame, guilt, or deceit. It's not possible there. There is total understanding without even experiencing the thought of needing to understand. It is already there, total understanding in perfect clarity. I have to elaborate on this because it is an important difference between our physical reality and the true, after physical death reality. There, at this place, outside of the physical body, everything that you are, feel, think, believe is clear for anyone to see, feel and understand with perfect clarity. It was not what I did in physical life that mattered most. It was who I was, who I am inside, my soul that was more important than any physical thing I did. In other words, it was only who I really was at the time, in terms of my soul, that was most important. That's not to say that all of my life experiences had not significantly contributed to the person I was. They had. The impact of physical actions on the soul cannot be lessened. It's hard to explain. It's as if I might think that I could do bad things or have bad thoughts about others and it would be okay, as long as I remained a beautiful person inside. This is wrong. It does change your soul, and there's nothing one can do to change that. Physical actions weren't as important as the person, me, that those experiences had created. This is what the emphasis is on when viewing another in this dimension. Now, I couldn't see what the spirits who had greeted me had done in their physical lives. I could see, feel and understand with perfect clarity who they were inside, just as they could see me clearly. All of this happens with feelings slash thoughts that occur simultaneously at incredible speed. I could see the mouths moving as they were speaking. But, I did not hear the way we hear in the physical world. The element of time as we know it, in physical life, does not exist. For instance, one of the souls who greeted me said to another soul, in a slow, 
pleading, pausing way, this sentence, she's been through so much, and she should be allowed to stay. In physical terms, this would take 15 seconds to say. At the speed with which he said it. However, it doesn't take time there. It's instantaneous, even though I know this sounds strange. The feeling of time is realized by an individual in communication. But, time doesn't exist in physical terms. It is the most wonderful language, perfectly clear, perfectly understood, perfectly liberating, and perfectly perfect. I never heard a tone that could identify a specific voice. It's not like that. The tone is there. It's a tone that identifies a specific soul, not something that's physically audible. Now this is going to be hard for you to comprehend. So, I'm really going to try hard. Everything is happening at once, or overlapping at best. Imagine having a thousand things, and people talking at the exact same moment, and perfectly understanding every detail of all that's going on. I could understand all six souls speaking at the exact same time with perfect clarity, as well as knowing the purest depths of their hearts, and a multitude of other things happening and information that I was privileged to receive, all at the exact same instance. There are no doubts about what is said because of the dynamics of the form of communication, souls laid bare, plus you feel it and know it's the truth. And I never question it. There's no need to. I know instinctively that it's the true form of communication. I instantly feel I've been freed from all the limitations of physical bondage. You feel that you are finally home, where you belong. Now, I never had a memory that this place was home. It was more of an instinctive and intuitive knowing that this is where I belonged. Doubts don't exist there. They're not possible. Everything is perfectly clear knowledge. The greatest emphasis of this experience is love. I am so totally engulfed with a love that does not exist in our physical world. No matter how deep a love you feel for your children, it does not compare with this love. This love is the purest, truest, deepest, totally unconditional love that you could ever imagine. Now, I realize you may be saying that's what I feel for my children. I'd say that too. But, it goes way beyond what these words can describe. And I think this is because it is communicated to you in the form of feelings. It knocks your socks off. When I receive this love, it is not comprehended with my mind. It is felt by the soul. And that immense feeling of this perfect love shoots straight into your heart, as a feeling that you experience. Okay, I'll give you the details of the experience in human terms, although I believe these details are totally insignificant in comparison to the real and important aspects I have tried to explain. Upon arriving at the place where the six souls met me, they commenced in loving me via their thoughts slash feelings. I felt free, wonderful. They had an extensive conversation among themselves at the same time that was about me being allowed to stay, where I do not know. But, 
I was happy to stay right where I was at. There was a deep blue colored, but not dark feeling, universe around them. It was pleasant. There was no land. It was more like they had come to meet me in a place in the universe where there was no land. But, it was not unnatural. Quite the contrary. It felt more natural than Earth. It felt right. I can still see their faces, clearly, in my memories. The consensus among them was that I should be allowed to stay. I was so happy. There was no way I was going back. No way. I had no doubts about that. I had been released from the limited prison of the physical body. My mind was a thousand times sharper, free, and able to operate at full capacity, of which I was unaware prior to my death, was possible. The love was incomparable. I would never go back willingly. At the same time, I viewed a thousand images relating to the universe and simultaneous history. I was not able to comprehend all of them. However, I was granted full comprehension about life, with emphasis on the importance of living life as it is given, and that we are all part of one only. I was not a participant in the conversations that were ongoing about me. I was only an observer. Then the light drew closer, and everyone became aware of it, and their focus shifted to the light. There was a pause as everyone's attention was on the arriving light. A woman came into view who was completely surrounded in the light, the entire visual screen. However, the other six souls were not surrounded by the light, only her. This is hard to describe. It's as though only when you looked at her, the entire screen of your vision is filled with light. But, when I look at the other souls, they are all surrounded by the blue, pleasant background. The woman, like the other souls, loved me deeply, despite the fact that she had a stern, disciplinarian look on her face. She was dressed in a much older style dress, black, with a matching bonnet. The dress covered every part of her, up to her neck. She was an older woman with a rugged, weather-beaten face. She was staring straight at me with an unbroken stare. The other souls were pleading with her to allow me to say. She said not one word, thought slash feeling. But, just continued to stare at me deeply, as if in deep analytical concentration. After the other souls had pleaded to their heart's content, there was a pause. She continued to stare at me, and then said, she goes back. My heart dropped to the deepest bottom. I finally spoke for the first time, pleading, no, no, please, no, she was firm. I gave her the heartfelt thought that I would not go. My emotions cried deeply. I would have to be forced. Then I realized that I was hovering above my body. Then next, a nurse was packing ice on my chest and telling me to wake up. I was naked, no sheet. I looked at my body in disgust. I felt nothing for it. The nurse gently but aggravatingly poked my left arm twice while saying wake up. 
Next, I felt incredible pain, realizing I was back in my body. My heart dropped. I felt so let down to be back. The nurse realized I had come to. She repeated open your eyes several times. Then she started shoving small spoonfuls of ice chips in my mouth, instructing me that my fever was too high and that I needed to continually eat ice. She kept spooning it in until I passed out. And we are back. Well, wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Very wonderful story. Wonderful experience. And uh, it covers a few different things here. Uh, let's jump straight to the OBE itself when she went to the actual out-of-body experience. And she described it would be peaceful, happy, and free. And she met these six spirits that were, um, it said the clothes of the day on earth you know so they were dressed a certain kind of way i don't know yeah. uh, but they but she did say something about the blue and remember we talk about the blue a lot on this program that uh there's there's a direct connection with the blue energy the blue spirit that has to do with god or think about like blue krishna and white light yeah. that's why he's blue from what i understand because it represented that blue that holiness that pure whatever but if you notice you'll see it in movies too look for those little clues here and there blue lights about this lots blue, of movies this, with blue yeah. that color blue light mm -hmm. one of my first movies that i think of with that color blue is like um john carter yeah Exactly. Yeah, and, there, and there's so many more movies with that color blue light being per, portrayed in the movies. So, well, you know that she said that that there were five males, one female, and she did not know any of them. Any of them, she didn't know them from this life. She exactly. Said. So yeah. A lot of times, you see someone that you actually know, or there's at least something or someone there that greets you in the sense that you know you have a sense of who they are. Right. But according to this, she didn't even know who they were. So you've got these six beings there. But she did know that they loved her. Um, yes. you know, so that was And it was that unconditional love that, you know, that yes. they really knew her thoroughly. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that she said um, there's no shame, no guilt, that it's not possible to there. exist there. I know I have that here as well. The, the shame, no shame, guilt, or, or deceit can exist there. Exactly, exactly. Think about that. That's why you have to be purified. Yeah. I would think. The that's purge, man. The, the, pur the purge, thank you. That's what I meant to say. Um, that ties in with the actual life review. Yeah. And that's when you have to get in there and get that energy balanced out. The, the bad you put out, you have to bring it back in. And yeah. Now, I noticed in this you one, put out, she... You get it. Yeah. Now, I noticed in this one, she actually did not have a life review. So, this is no... It's not, hang on. So she didn't have a life review, and some of them do, some of them don't. Like we say, no two are alike. So, right. Um, I didn't really get one in this particular mm, experience. I didn't either. She may have, but she, she may not have you know, talked about it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe the with the, the group of uh, beings there chatting among each other. I wonder if that was a type of life review. Now, what, uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know if that would be the actual life review because the life review, from what I understand, you actually get to stand there and experience it and see the actual and feel the actual what you know what happened with others. So, mm -hmm. but the, yeah, that's that's awesome. 
no shame, guilt, or, or anything like that can actually even exist there. Exactly. And what about that knowingness? Remember, you automatically already know everything again? Yeah, and the the perfect clarity in all that. I mean, she used the example of like a thousands around her and everybody communicating, but you could single out each one and know exactly what was being said. But um, the uh, understanding, the, the perfect clarity. And she said that they uh, not comprehended with the mind, but straight to the soul, the heart, that communication. Yeah, also the telepathy as well. Exactly, yeah. That's, she said that's how they actually communicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she did touch on that time does not exist. Right, the, like a, what would take in that sentence that she used, um, what would take in our linear time, like 15 seconds to say, it was an instant. Everything knowing. was happening at once. Yes. And really think about that. Everything happening at once. You hear that so much, so often in this actual world of the NDE experience. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's just instant, everything, just beyond what we can comprehend on this side of the veil. I mean, we, we can get a little small taste of it to possibly understand it. But from what I understand, so many people come back saying it's hard to put into words in the human language you hear that, that so we much because there are no truly words truly comprehend. Yeah, there's no words to describe the other side. Correct, and everything we know, we've given words and meanings to anyway to make sense. Now, to go with that, notice this understanding others with clarity and all at the same time. Yes, you know me, I, I go crazy if I got two. Two people talking to me at the same time. It's hard. It's hard for me to do that. Yeah, I have to have just no. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me. Okay, now what were you saying? Okay, and then I can. All right, and then then what were this person, other person saying? You know, it's that's the way my brain works. But imagine being locked in, and you've got everything and everybody all going at once. But you can also understand it. And I, and I think of the analogy of like a like a computer. When you're downloading information or something, and you know, it just all those folders and files and images and everything mm-hmm. going just download and download and it's all all happening at once, you know. So, oh yeah, it's kind of like this: this information, everything is gets downloaded and everything is happening all at once, and the connection, you, the, what you feel with others, is it's 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 an all that oneness in the ultimate sense. Yeah, the connectedness. Yeah, that's that's a, a beauty. I mean, just to be able to be aware that we are all connected absolutely and 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 that's what we miss on this side is our connectedness Mm -hmm. exactly um free from physical bondage uh talking about her body says that she felt um that she belonged there and use the expression home you will hear that in almost every nde i wouldn't say all but the sense of home she said that it was a place where there was no land you know like out in the universe but she said it was a, a more natural feel than Earth, like it was home. Yeah. And it just reminds me of my book. I'm telling you, I think there's a lot more to this book than we would like to admit. <laughs> it's not just the book, though. I mean, just the, these, all of these all experiences yes. are having these same yes, things. You're, you're, exactly. you're just starting to be exposed to a lot of through that book from different perspectives that's been out there all this time. So oh, yeah. that, and you know, that's gonna, why you can relate to the book easy. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say, since I'm reading this book and, and listening to these stories, the synchronicities in my life and things that are just, I just, there's, there's higher power out there going and angels working around us. I know there is. Yeah, you have to acknowledge that for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, I like what I said, that doubts don't exist there. Yes. Yes. That ties right in with the, uh, let me find where I wrote it down at. That the, would the be no something. The no guilt, no shame, you know, that that can't exist there. It can. Those are different frequencies. They're different vibrations. They're all lower Exactly. That's why we have to get our vibration right. Something to think side. about. That's right. You're absolutely right. So now, uh, again, as brought out like in so many others, is the greatest thing is love. Yes. Purest, truest, deepest, totally unconditional love ever imagined. Comments? Yeah, and it's a, a love that doesn't compare with what we know as love. Nope. Not at all. You know, beyond what we love our children, because we know we love our children unconditionally, but it's a it's a greater love than even that. Right, right. You can't even that's and that's just the way we can describe it in human it's, terms. Exactly, yeah. You know, you was mentioned physical bondage a while a few minutes ago. Um, she, when she was um, on the return, she said she looked upon her body in disgust. So, I mean, that's that physical bondage that, you know, she had to go back to. She was free from that. You hear that a lot, too. Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, I like how it's brought out, uh, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but it's, she brought it out again. It says it's communicated by feeling, and it felt in the soul straight through the heart. Yes, yes, Exactly. We don't comprehend with the mind, but it goes straight to the soul and heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why we have to, on this side of the veil, feelings, live yeah. in our heart chakra, operate our lives through our heart, not in those lower three chakras, because that's what keeps us in fear. I mean, if we're watching the news and everything all the time, that keeps us in those lower three chakras. We have to raise our vibration beyond those lower three and operate through the heart chakra. Most people will never get past the first one. You're right. Yeah. Most people don't, but there are many out there That's that, that the, are, you know, you that start have. at the root. Yeah. Let's keep going. I'm looking at the time here. Um, no way. Uh, there's no way I'm going back. Yeah. You know, no he's, way he's willingly that. that I'm going back. Yes. Yeah. She was so let down when she had to go back. And I like that she she understood the, that we all are part of the one. Yes. And then this next part gets kind of... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to say it was spooky, but it's just kind of bizarre because I've never... I've never heard of it. Not that. yet until exactly. until this this particular experience, but I haven't heard of any like black beings coming into a, a light, lighted black. world or wearing black. black. Yeah, or something like that. You know, I'm not saying I haven't. I probably have. I'm, I'm not, I may not be recalling it. You okay. know, just uh, this next character that comes down with the light glowing. Uh, exactly. What was you going to yeah, say? That's what I was going to say is that, um, you know, the other beings were surrounded by the blue color. They noticed the light that was coming. And inside that light uh, was this woman um, in black, in a black gown and with a black bonnet. Yeah, now she was separate from the six. And she was separate from the six. And that white light didn't go over into the blue. They didn't mix. 
Right. So the, she, the, the blues kind of stayed out of the way, huh? Yeah. But it didn't say that she, her, her light filled up the whole vision, the whole screen, the whole, everything she could see was just the woman. But here, he was getting ready to go ahead if you want to go ahead and finish the, the, the description there of the, you know, the, the black, you know, and, and I don't know if there's any symbolism in that, but go ahead. Yeah. There's that's a few things that's kind of, kind of, yeah, being uh, very stern and staring at her. And the words that she said was, she goes back. A very firm sh statement. Right. So, I, I, you know, my human brain is trying to say, okay, so this is, this is the death spirit, you know, that's in the light because of all cloaked in black, you know, but that's not necessarily no, because I'm thinking true, yeah. in human terms. Well, here, here's something to go with that thought because it is all perspective, right? Always remember one thing about all of this, and this is a key to all of it. This is like, I wouldn't say the key to unlocking the mystery of the OBEs, but it's one of the main keys. And do you want to know what that key is? What? Hmm. I'm on, I wonder if I should tell you or not. Oh, come on, share. What's your, what's your I don't know. I may just wait. I may just wait to another uh, episode, you know. Since, since we're almost out, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> since we're almost out of time, maybe, no, maybe we can all start thinking on what what you're going to be saying. Manifested, huh? Yeah. Here, here's the here's the here's the clue, guys. Okay, everything is the one. Everything is the source. Everything is what we call God. Everything is that energy, that pure, that love, mm -hmm. that pure bliss, that all. That's what we call the all. The all will manifest itself the way it needs any to. way it decides to because it knows you better than you do because you are it and it is you. So it's going to let appear whatever needs to that woman. She might have been a stern woman and, and, and the way she talked, like she, you know, I'm fighting. No, I'm not getting out of here. You know, I'm not, you know, she had that, that sternness about her. I'm, my, I wasn't willing to go out. So. She had that, maybe that spunkiness, that, that determination, and, and most people do, but some of them seem to fight it more than others. But, you know, here it is, you've got, now, what if uh, you had like these really cool little, little cute little angel little creatures came down and said, okay, well, it's time to go. And, you know, she, she, she really would have fought that, but you have this woman coming needed. down, yeah, that needed for her. Yeah. You know, so so I would say that God appeared as, okay. That spirit. As, or that spirit, that's right, appeared as, you know, the bright light, okay, but within that light was that firm, you know, no. the way the woman looked, the way the woman was dressed. Sounded. It, so statement. that was something very specific to this particular woman's experience that had some kind of significance to mm -hmm. her. And I believe that, like when you see Jesus, I believe that's God appearing as jesus when you see anyone that that's it's god appearing as all those right uh it's just it's going to appear as what we need a lesson or something to help us on this side of the veil of course of course yes I, I think there's a lesson in all of these there is there is and the more we uh really dive into it you can really start seeing the commonalities of all this stuff so speaking of i'm looking at the clock um i don't want to wrap things up but we're going to go ahead and uh go ahead and uh, wrap the uh the this session up this particular episode and um that's okay stay we close more. we've got plenty more <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys and peace be with you all and until next time 
Let your light shine. For more information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.